Welcome to Talking Shop, the series that goes over everything in the news that would affect you if you're selling online. Today we're going to be talking about things like robots delivering parcels in the UK um, and drone delivery. The high street's about to reopen. Uh, how's that going to affect online? How's it going to affect retail on the, on the high street? Offices and shops and things are going to be a thing of the past. You know, people are going to be going into offices and things like that in the future. Coronavirus, is it going to destroy cash? Is it going to get rid of cash? Are we going to be using contactless payments more often now? And and also, just the whole world is just being pushed forward because of this crisis. Okay, thank you um, for joining us. Um, I'm on my own today, as, as everyone is around the world, we're all in lockdown. Um, so I'm, from ho I'm doing it from home. Uh, last week I was joined by Alison, she's busy looking after the kids and everything because they're all playing up. So just trying to get on best we can. Um, and for those listening, because we have a pod, this is a podcast as well as a video series as well and social media posts. For those listening, my name is Anthony Chesworth. I'm the CEO and founder of EKM.com, which is uh, an e-commerce platform that lets anyone sell on the internet. The first story in the news um, this week is robots um, doing deliveries in Milton Keynes. So because of the coronavirus, people not allowed to go out or anything like that, they're actually using robot drones to actually deliver food um, around Milton Keynes, mainly for NHS staff, but obviously, these, these drones, they've been about for a while now, and you actually do occasionally see them. They, they have had trials going on all around the UK and around the world. And they're actually operational now. They're actually being used um, for, re for real stuff, which is great. It's, it's great to see a lot, a lot of the stuff, and a lot of stuff I'm going to talk about, even today I'm talking about stuff in the news. The overarching thing with a lot of this stuff is that the world has been pushed forward. The coronavirus has forced the whole world to look at itself and adapt and improve itself and embrace some of the stuff that it was doing before the crisis, but actually accelerate it. So like letting drones deliver stuff, that should have been happening already, but there's a hundred reasons why, why people don't want these things to happen. But now it's happening. You, you see, you're seeing it across loads of different industries where they're having to embrace technology. These like institutions and like big, 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 slow companies with loads of managers and bureaucracy and stuff where they don't like change, they're resistant to change. They don't want to start bringing in remote work and they don't want to start bringing in virtual classrooms or virtual meetings and stuff. Whereas this coronavirus has forced it on them. And it's a good thing because they should have been doing it anyway. A lot of the stuff that's happening should have been happening anyway. Um, you know, farm shops, um, butchers, bakers, butchers, candlestick makers, they should have all been doing online ordering. They should have all been doing that anyway, and this has forced that on them. And what you're actually starting to see is entrepreneurs and people like that are accepting of change. You know, they will adapt and they'll improve and they'll evolve, whereas your institutions, your institutional managers, all those sort of people, they don't like change, they're resistant to it, and they've been struggling with it, but this has forced them to actually 
get on and do it. So it's actually quite, it's very interesting and quite exciting how the world's actually been accelerated because of this crisis. You know, it's like the, it's a positive thing to come out of this. The stuff that should have been happening anyway is actually happening. And so this story about robots delivering shopping to NHS workers is amazing. And we've been saying that drones are going to be coming for it for a long time. And it makes sense. That last, that last mile to get stuff to people's house is a pain. And, and we've all had the experience of various different delivery companies where they just throw stuff over or they throw it in a bin or whatever. It's horrendous. Whereas a drone, whether it's one that drives, one that flies, whatever it is, that fixes that problem. It could connect to your phone, it knows where you are, and you just go out and get the parcels from it. And, and that, that's really, really good. Another story is that high street shops are preparing to reopen. We're waiting government announcements and stuff. I mean, they do it every day at five o'clock on when this is going to start happening. But certain shops are preparing to reopen. Now, certain cafes, not cafes, like takeaways and things like that, like Greg's, I think, are opening up in KFC. Anyone with drive-throughs and things. But a lot of shops are preparing to reopen as well, which is good. But I, I don't, I can't see it ever going back to normal. I think a lot of people sort of have got it in their heads that all of a sudden a switch is going to be flicked after, you know, when we're all out of lockdown and everything's going to return back to normal. But that's not going to happen. It's really not going to happen because you're not going to want to go. I, I can't see that if they open like big shopping centres tomorrow, I can't see that they're going to be packed with people going shopping. I think people are still going to be scared. And, and if you've got to go out with like masks and stuff on and you're covered up, it's not fun, is it? It's not going to be a social activity. Anyway. It's not going to be something you choose to do for fun. You're not going to go with your, your, your friends and your family and your kids. It's going to be something you're going to have to go if you if you have to go. So it's essential. And so the social aspect or sort of like the the fun aspect of shopping online, if you're shopping, it's going to all be online. That's going to be the, the hobby side of thing, the fun thing. It's going to be looking online. And so online shopping has just been it's been dragged forward. It's been dragged forward for five, ten years in terms of adoption and people's reliance on it. So I mean, it's great for anyone who's selling online. It's great. Anyone who's not selling online, get yourself online and get selling quick. Um, so yeah, it, it's really interesting how that's going to how that's going to change. Another thing as well that's going to that kind of falls into that that story a little bit is there's an article on, on BBC News about that big offices might be a thing of the past. Now this is because people now have demonstrated to, to managers and to bosses that they can work from home, that are these companies gonna invest, you know, hundreds of millions of pounds in these big offices, specifically like in central London. And on this article, the guy that runs Barclays has said, maybe, maybe not, you know, are they gonna pay all this money for these offices that people don't want to be at? I think definitely now, but I think people are gonna seriously start working from home and even if, you know, do, do I think it's going to be five days a week? No, I don't. I think people still want that that social thing. And, and I think community is going to become more important than ever. I think actually in companies and in offices, I think, I think that social community environment is going to become more important than ever. But I think certainly one, two, three days a week kind of a thing, people are going to be working remotely, which then means that that affects all those businesses that are based around it. So if you imagine you've got a big fancy office in, in you know, Canary Wharf or whatever, like a lot of the banks do, all those local shops and cafes and takeaways that all 
survive by serving everyone who works in those offices, what are they going to do? Because their customers aren't there anymore. That, that's going to be the really interesting thing. Like this entire dynamic shifts and changes, even down to traffic and stuff. I mean, if you're not, if you're not commuting in, you're not going to be using your car as much. You're not going to be going to the petrol station as much. You're not going to be stopping up at Starbucks drive throughs and things like that as much because you're not going to be literally going out the same. And so that, that's going to be really interesting. And again, it's great for online shopping because again, that shopping that they would have done when they're out, when you know, just nip past the shop or they just walk past somewhere, it's going to be online. Another really interesting piece that I saw, I saw this week as well is that, that coronavirus will hasten the decline of cash. So nobody wants to touch money. I mean, I, I, I hate touching money. I never really like touching money. Um, but the coronavirus thing, no one's wanting to touch money because it's, it's pretty minion, isn't it, where it's been and stuff. And so people are using contactless technologies, whether that's a contactless credit card or whether it's using your phone, like Apple Pay or Android Pay or whatever, which is, again, how it should be. You don't need cash in your pocket anymore. And the, and when you do go into these shops sometimes, very rare, and especially a bit rare now, that don't accept card, it's kind of like, what? You know what I mean? Pe people don't carry cash around with them anymore. I know there's a certain demographic that do, because it's the way they've always done it. But, uh, but amongst a big age group and down, no one has cash. No one ever, I never have cash on me, ever. And so when you go to somewhere where it's only cash, you're like, what? And, and, and again, this, this is forcing common sense. It's common sense to not have to use cash and to use contactless payments. It's easier for everyone. If you imagine like a restaurant or a bar, it gets rid of so many problems. It gets rid of uh, any forgeries. It gets rid of any hands going in the till and any theft. It's all digital. It, it makes it better for governments to collect tax and report on that kind of thing. Um, so it's, it's better for everyone, really. And again, I just think it's just the kick. This, this, this coronavirus has been the kick that certain industries needed. And certainly the cash thing is what it needed really to do it. So that's really interesting. And, and again, it's having the facilities in your business that you can be totally contactless. Like you don't want to be one of these businesses that relies on people having to come in with cash in an envelope or even like checks and stuff, because checks is another one. Like we get odd one or two checks sent to our office, which is a pain. But you've then got to take that check, you know, down to the bank or whatever. Or I think some like you do it on the mobile phone now, don't know where you can actually scan it in. But but it's hassle. It could all be just totally digital. And so if you don't have contactless or online ordering and stuff, you need to get that sorted. So I imagine most people watching these do. Um but Yes, yeah, so that, that that was that was an interesting one. It's a little bit off topic, is this? But but stay with me. This one is about that Cineworld joins AMC in banning films from Universal Studios. Now this is because of the coronavirus crisis and stuff, and the fact that the cinemas are all closed and no one no one would want to go to them anyway. Universal Studios released the Trolls film, the latest Trolls film. Actually, they released it on streaming platforms rather than going through the cinema, because they couldn't go through the cinema. And again, common sense, it's what's needed. People don't want to go to the cinema to watch the latest film, I'm sorry, they don't. Going to the cinema, I enjoy going to the cinema, but I don't want to have to go to the cinema. If I, if I can't get to the cinema, because for, for children, where I am in the world, whatever reason, and I want to watch the latest I don't know, Star Wars film, 
I want to be able to watch it. And, and make it, I have to go to the cinema to see it. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. And it's what drives online piracy. It's the same thing that happened with, um, with TV networks and music and stuff like that. Like, like with TV shows where they were released in the US a few months, not six months before they were in the UK. And so all that happened was that people didn't want to wait. So they went and downloaded them illegally. So nobody won. So then you had to synchronise them up. And that's what this is really. People don't want to have to go to the cinemas to watch this stuff. But what, you, but what AMC and Cineworld are doing here by banning and Universal Studios films is protectionism. They're trying to protect their business, of course they are, and I get that. But it doesn't help consumers. That doesn't help consumers at all. And actually, again, is this the coronavirus kick that the industry needed that Universal Studios, Disney, all these other companies actually go, you know what? We're going to go straight out on our own platforms. We're going to put them straight out on streaming and cut out, cut out that middleman, cut out that cinema distribution. We don't need it anymore. Even, I was reading an article, even like the Oscars, which again, really snobby and stuff, going, we don't, we don't accept movies on streaming platforms. Even they've had to acknowledge that we've got to accept streaming platform films. So the whole industry, again, it's been kicked on, it's been moved on by five, ten years. And, and, and this story, I think that's the reason why this bugs me as well, and, and to, to link it back a little bit to e-commerce and online shopping, is it reminds me of, and I, and I, and I know it still goes on, like wholesalers and people where they don't like giving their products to people who sell only online. And used to make it very difficult. You have to like a lot of people like to pretend that they've got a retail shop just to get a wholesaler account, and that's what happens. Always pretend they've got a, a retail shop and the wholesaler account, and it's and it's pathetic. It's sad and old fashioned that these wholesalers are so protectionist, trying to protect their industry without actually embracing the bigger industry that's out there by a lot, by letting people have what they want. And that's what this is about. You know what I mean? It, it's. And, and to a certain extent, and, and I know this is going to sound a bit harsh, but the people that do try to hold industries back and hold the world back, they kind of deserve to go bust. They do because it's pathetic. It really is. It's, you've got to evolve and, and you've got to adapt your business and you've got to give people what they want. If your customers want to watch your film on streaming platforms, they don't want to have to take all the kids down to the local cinema and risk getting ill or anything like that. Let them do it. Don't seem well. No, that's not. That's not right. And it's like you've got to accept it. And and that and that's really like I said. The, the overarching thing of all these stories, really, that I've talked about today, is it's all about the world evolving, and this being the kick to get it to evolve. And it's been the kick for a lot of people as well. A lot of people who've you know maybe gone to set up an, an online business or they've. They've changed their model, they've started selling something different. Like entrepreneurs always do, you know, they'll always adapt and, and change to the world around them. And it's it's just that kick that I think the world's needed. It's not that it's not what it's wanted, don't get me wrong, the world has not wanted this, nobody's wanted this, no one wants this, what's going on. But it's been a kick that certain industries and certain sectors have needed to sort of adapt, evolve and improve. And I think the world will come out in a stronger, or certainly certain industries will come out in a stronger position after this than they were entering it. And I think some of the ones that will suffer, we're going to suffer anyway. I know one of the things that, that used to be in the news all the time was this idea of underlying health issues that a lot of the people that have been affected by coronavirus and who have sadly died, they had underlying health issues. 
And that's true of the businesses. A lot of these businesses that are struggling and some that have already gone bust or blatantly are going to go bust, they had underlying health issues. They weren't sustainable businesses. They hadn't adapted. They hadn't evolved. And with or without this crisis, they would have probably suffered. And what this has done is this, 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 this virus has just been, it's just, it's just pushed them over the edge. And it's, and it's very sad, it's very hard, and it's very hard to accept, and it's, and it's horrendous for the people who work there. But the world has to evolve and adapt, and other opportunities will appear. You know, right now, as you're watching this now, there will be people sat at home creating the giants of tomorrow. There really will. There'll be businesses being born now that will be giants in a few years. You just don't know about them yet because they're tiny. And that's what happens, that's what recessions cause, that's what crises cause. There's a lot of opportunities and things that come out of them. So you can look at stuff in the news as a negative and doom and gloom and, and how horrendous everything is. Or you can look at it as an opportunity, look at the positive in it. And, and, and the news never wants to focus on that. You know, positivity and opportunity don't sell newspapers. It don't make people watch the news. It's doom and gloom that does. But I think as entrepreneurs, as business owners, and as anyone who wants success in life, You've got to look at it with the positivity and the, and the ability to see how you could you adapt yourself, how could you improve yourself to get through this. Not just, well, not my problem, not my fault. That's not going to get you anywhere. And I suppose that's the overarching thing with all of these stories. But let me know what you think. Um, please like, comment, share and subscribe. Obviously, if you're listening to this, thanks for listening. If you're watching it, thank you for watching. Um, we've done well. We've not been disturbed by any children or anything like that. Hopefully, Alison will be back on the next one. Um, it's nicer to be able to have a bit of a discussion with someone, really. Um, but, yeah, thank you for watching. Goodbye.